You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Get a vision of your expectation. Have a picture of your expectation. What is it that you're in expectation? You know, the prophet said that the wind of fever has blown in our direction. Amen. He says that, um, hence you are plugged into a season of gathering. Hence, we are plugged into a season of gardening. I thought that was season, same same word as Kairos. We are plugged into an opportune period of gathering. And this gathering will take days, weeks, months, and years for us to gather. Glory to God. So, we said that we need to know how to gather. Because, see, one of the things that, one of the things also I've discovered that a lot of Christians, when I say a lot of Christians, a lot of us know we have been taught, we have been schooled, we've been, and some have even been grounded, in the area of sowing seeds. I mean, sow your seed, give your seed, you pay your this. We are grounded in it. But very few of us have also been taught how to gather. So a lot of, a lot of times, and thank God God is a faithful and a good God, that a lot of times we have our harvest there in the field. And I, why, why I say thank God is a good God is that our harvest doesn't go bad. It's there in the field. The day you wake up and you gather it, you gather it. It's still there the way it was. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know it's even interesting that God can even cause us to gather the harvest of even our parents or gather the harvest of someone else. Hallelujah. We walk into the harvest of the labor of somebody else who did not gather and we can gather those, um, um, those harvests. So we're talking about how to gather. Number one, it says that we talked about last week, it says get a vision of your expectation. Have a picture. What do you want? It says it's a season of gathering. What do you want to gather? Just a gathering. So you just, you just, amen. What are you gathering? If you don't know what you're gathering, if you don't have a picture of what you're gathering, then you're not gathering anything. You will not gather anything. In fact, it's like we said, when even the thing you want to gather comes, you will not know it. You will not see it. Glory to God. But when you have an expectation of it, when you have a picture of it, you see it when it comes. It's easy for you to recognize it, it's easy for you to identify it, and easy for you to gather it. So have a picture of um, your expectation, have a picture of what you want to gather. Glory to God. I've said that um, the key to it is expectancy. Be expectant. Be expectant. When you have your picture, be expectant. Expect it to come. It's not enough to just say, oh, I, 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 I have a picture of this going to happen. And you're saying, well, in the by and by, it will happen. God said that we are in the season. So you expect it in the season. Glory to God. You know, Jesus, Jesus, the Bible tells us the story, the, the story of Jesus. Jesus came to a fig tree. I said that um, he expected to find figs in it because it was fig season. I mean, it was, was sometimes when we read that story, it's like as if Jesus just wanted to show off. So he just came, just saw a tree. I just decided to. No. He said the, leaf, the tree had leaves. It was a season of figs. So he expected that something should be there. And when you got there, you didn't see anything. Have an expectation. Your expectation drives you. It, 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 um, it, it wires you. It wires you to be able to see when that thing comes. Glory to God. So we talked extensively about that last week. Um, I just want to add to this. It says, change what you are seeing. Change your internal pictures. Amen. So, so you have an expectation, have a picture. So change what you are seeing. Change your internal pictures. I, I, that, that, while I was revising the, the notes, that just came to me. Change what you are seeing. Change your internal picture. Change, because see, it's your internal picture that you carry about. That's what you carry about. So change what you see. What do you see? Amen. When Abraham said he was childless, God had to change his picture. God had to change what he sees. God had to change what he was seeing. God had to change. God had to make changes around him so that he could change his confession. Glory to God. So, uh, uh, so sometimes you will need to take physical measures. Sometimes you will need to change physical measures. You may need to change your company. You may need to change the people that you, you associate with. Glory to God. See, I, 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 of course, we must say it here before. When you are sick, the people you keep company with is not sick people. I say, you say, ah, my head is swimming. Is it, is, is, which kind of pain? Is it the one that doesn't count, count, or the one that doesn't bah, bah, 
ba, he said, no, it's in between. It's in between. Ah, he never reached. He never, when he reached, ba, ba. That's not the company of people that you want to keep. Glory to God. Amen. You know, uh, um, um, Mary, the angel came to Mary and told Mary that she was going to conceive and she was going to have a baby. I said, how is it possible? And she said, okay, the power of the Lord, the Holy Spirit to go, but the power of the Lord, and then what will be conceived of you will be um, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so. But the angel now didn't stop there. He now said, see, your cousin Elizabeth, who was regarded as barren, who is past the age of childbearing, she's with child right now. Go and spend time with her. You know, Mary went and spent six months with Elizabeth. The moment she even entered the house, Elizabeth said, ah, the baby in my womb is leaping for joy. The moment you enter, you know, I could, I could imagine them six, is it six months or three months? Six months. So that means that Mary, first trimester of pregnancy, second trimester of pregnancy, she was with Elizabeth. And so they probably will be comparing notes. Maybe you say, maybe you say, I'm feeling this day. Say, ah, I'm not that feeling. That's how I felt during my first trimester. You may be, you may say, ah, you're in the right day. Ah, it's happy for you. This, ah, I'm feeling this. She kept company with somebody who was going to encourage her. Sometimes you just need to change your company. If the people around you are not helping you to become who you want to become, change them. Amen? Change those companies. Those will not be the closest people to you. Those will not be the people that you're telling your dreams, your desires, your aspirations to. Uh, um, I can't remember one of the most special speakers. He said, um, um, you, don't tell dream, you don't tell big dreams to small people because they will kill it. But when you have big dreams, I mean, you have big dreams, they're telling the small person, he will just, I'm not consciously, but he will take things that just and play I've had the personal experience before. It may very, 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 very recent. Don't tell, don't keep company with people that are not going in your direction. Amen. So change your company. I also wrote here, change your online presence. Amen. Change, we're still in, still in line with company, but you know, online, online is another world of its own. Change the things that you, 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 you go to online. Change the things that you go to online. See, the online, 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 is it the village now? It has gone beyond the village. The online city, the online space is full of the good, the bad, the ugly. Amen. I mean, no matter what you want to do, you can get people who will encourage you. You can get people who will discourage you. Change the people that you, you go to listen to. Sometimes, you know, let, me, let me also say this. You know, sometimes you want to do some big things, in quotes, and then you think that, oh, there are some these, these big people online. Uh, you, go to their, you go to their page. They are just, I mean, they just seem bigger than life. They're just talking up there in the air, and there are some like Almost giving the pressure that like you can't reach here. We are too forty two. You get discouraged. Amen. But look for people. You can find them. You can find people online that or materials online that can help to build you up to what you want to, to what you want to be or what you want to do. They can help to build you up and build up your expectation correctly. Amen. In recent times, I I'm discovering a lot of materials on YouTube. Amen. I'm not a YouTuber. I hear that there are some professional YouTube, YouTubers in the house. Amen. But I just discovered that truly, you know, on YouTube, eh, you can learn everything and anything. I'm telling you. I mean, I've learned to cook some soup from YouTube. I just go to YouTube, Google it, how to cook this soup, and then, blah, 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 blah. You cook it, it comes out the same. I, I, okay, let me give another another one that's very 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 interesting. I, I bake. I used to bake. I think I, I, I'm probably going back to baking. Some things that happened. I used to bake and I used to bake well, pretty well. But guess what? First, my first uh, experience of baking, or my first pattern of baking, was my mom used to bake when we were, when we were children. I mean, she used to bake wedding cakes and things like. That. But we were kids, and then before we were ten, my mom had stopped baking. So she wasn't baking anymore. Okay, the least she used to do, or the best she used to do, when my younger ones were in secondary school, visiting, visiting day she would bake a cake and take to them. And she wasn't baking any big, but they, nah, I mean, she had passed us something. Then maybe like 20 or more years later, I just suddenly picked up baking again. So I started baking, just try and error, baking, browse recipes and things like that. Then, when I moved to Abuja, 
I think somebody told me to bake a birthday cake. Ah, you can bake it. I said, eh. I said, ah, you can try now. So I went online, Googled how to ice the cake, and I started icing cake. I've never been to a baking school, maybe, but all I learned, I never know up to, up to now, so a lot of times you see me on online, I'm still browsing some of those things. It's online. I'm going to say, oh, your cake is fantastic, your cake is beautiful, your cake is... Well, I, I, I was telling somebody, that, a friend of mine that bakes, she bakes very well in Abuja, I said, I still feel that I should go to a baking school, you know, let me know that I need to say, but today, yeah, we want to waste money, you will do good the way you are, just continue what you are doing, you will be learning on the job. Learn, you can get good information online, you can get... Like recently, his messages I've been doing. You can get messages that will help you to tune your expectations. Messages that will help you to tune your mind so that your expectations are correct. Change your presence online. Don't just be browsing. I did once, no, I said it's not. But don't let that just be your major thing. Your browsing skit. Your browsing skit. You're laughing, laughing. Did you come to this world to laugh? It's not only laugh, you came to the world to laugh. Amen. Get things that improve you. Get things that help to... Sometimes God will begin to tell your heart how, as far maybe to do this, to uh, enter into this. Um, you can learn things online. There are also sort of even educational things, Coursera, also all, of, all of them. Yeah, yeah, you, can, you can build yourself. You can develop yourself. Don't waste your data every month on things that are not profiting you. And I'm very serious about it. At the end of the month, all the things that you have gone through, all the things that you have checked online, how has this added to you? Let me say this. That's, that's a question that you probably should be asking yourself. How has it added to you spiritually? How has it bettered your life spiritually? Number two, how has it bettered your life profit, profitably? Amen. Your online, uh, your online company. Then change what you read or and what you listen to. Glory to God. Change what you read and what you listen to. See, it's not everything you read. It's not everything you listen to. Um, I, I think the Reverend I hear that says, it says that his ear is not a garbage can. So you don't just come and just dump everything. Just come. People just, everybody are interested that people want to talk. They know that you are free to talk. Just come. Eh, eh. Then you say, no, I didn't even say anything when the person was talking. You know, <laughs> you know, when, um, when the children of Israel, when God told them to go and spy out the land, you know when they came back with their reports and everybody was like, ah, this one, ah, this one. You know Moses didn't say anything. Go and read the story. Moses didn't say anything. Moses was just sitting down there. He didn't take sight. But that did not, that did not count for him positively. Amen. He didn't enter that promised land like the others. Well, okay, yeah. So silence is constant. So he probably was, his silence was consented to whatever it was. Amen. Hallelujah. So the fact that you say somebody, people just come and just talk also about rubbish. I didn't even say anything when they were talking. Let, let me give another uh, uh, life example. Kenneth Copeland, his story of one time, he said he was, he was somewhere and they were, they were castigating another minister. They were castigating the minister. I said he didn't say anything. He didn't, he didn't come in. He didn't join in the conversation. He was just very quiet. He got home and then he, he had a, an infirmity. I can't remember what it was. Some, he had a, and then he said he did everything. All his faith stand, confessions, everything. Nothing happened. So he said after a while, he went back to God. He said, God, what is going on here? Something is wrong. That what opened the door for this to come upon me? And God told him that, say, when they were talking about Susan and so minister, you were there. Say yes, but I didn't say anything. He said yes, but your silence was like consent. You should have spoken up. So I think God told him to go and call the minister, apologize to the minister, and tell the minister to pray for him. So he went, called the minister, apologized to the minister, and told the minister to pray for him. And God, instantly he got healed. Amen. So, what I'm saying. Don't just go around say hey, you're listening to everything, anything that anybody says, you're listening to everything, everything that is online, you're reading everything. You know, I'm sorry to say, there are so many sick people in the world now. Just post things. Amen. I, I was, you know, <laughs> a few days ago, I was 
I just I, I can't remember was on YouTube like I said the bad the good bad and the ugly is there. I was listening I was going to YouTube so I saw one guy say don't sing this song again or something like that. So I started I just took the video. Then my wife came and said why are you listening to this guy that uh, uh, he's talking rubbish uh, so she has had him before blah blah stuff stuff okay. So I, I was singing one song one one better song or something like that so that. Christians do not sing it again, that the words are correct, they are not theologically correct. They say, oh, oh, who made you? Eh, ma? No, it's not so we lie. It's um, um, every time I open my mouth, demons come, miracles start breaking out. He said it's wrong. That how can you a believer say when you open your mouth, miracles break out? That is theologically, it's theologically incorrect. <laughs> I said, I said is, 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 is this guy high on something, something cheap? Is, I, yes. I said, is, is he okay? He said, theologically incorrect. I said, what is theologically incorrect? That every time I open up my mouth, every time I open my mouth, miracle starts breaking out. Well, is that, the Bible says, says so to me. Point I'm making. It's not everybody you should listen to. I mean, maybe, maybe, even the title that put me up, of course, of course, I now know better. The next time I see his videos, whatever he's saying, I'm not listening to it. Glory to God. Don't, you, you, you know, you know, some, you know something, sometimes you say that, oh no, there's nothing, I just listen to it, like, oh, there's nothing, I just listen to it, and I just, nonsense. It's just, the, guy just, the guy is just talking nonsense. But guess what? When today I come to church and then P.O.P. starts singing, when I open up my mouth, hmm, that's on Like I said, it's theologically incorrect. It's not correct theological. That's what will be ringing in my head. That's what I'll be thinking of. So I won't be able to worship. I won't be able to bless God. I won't be able to get blessed by the song. I'm saying, don't listen to every junk. Don't read every. Don't read it. It will affect your expectation. It will affect your ability to receive your harvest. I mean, one day you may be singing that song. Maybe I have an affliction or something. And then they say, when I open up my mouth, and I'm thinking, hmm, that song is not a logical correct. That song, that guy says, it's not a logical correct. And that's the song, and that's the time, and that's the season God wants to bring healing to me. Guess what? I've missed out on it because I'm just ruminating on one rubbish somebody said. Amen. Change what you listen to. Change who you listen to. Change who you give your attention and your ears to. Glory to God. Okay. The recap has become another message completely on its own. So, see, whatever season of life, whatever, whatever reason... Whatever reason that you, whatever thing that is happening to you, whatever season you or, or 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 phase that you're going through in life, see, you can you can you can change it by changing your expectation. Amen. Things are hard. Things are difficult. You can change. You can change. Um. You can change it by changing your picture. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, while I was, uh, I was revised, re- reviewing it, and it also brought up something to me. You know, sometimes, then, we believers, you can stay in a, I, I'm sure a lot of us will understand, I'm probably related, you can stay in a situation for so long that it, it, it affects your ability to see differently. I don't even understand what I'm saying. I mean, let's take, take, take the story of Abraham. Abraham, Abraham had probably believed God for a child. God, I mean, God had told him that he would be, and then they go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, many words. Every time God comes to him, God is talking about father of nations, father of this. One day, Abraham was talking to God. He said, God, what will you, I'm using my own words now. He said, God, what will you give me? Seeing that I go childless. I mean, he had been in that situation so long that it had, it had become like a normal for him. Let me give you an example. The woman, uh, um, 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 the, the, the woman, the prophet Elijah, 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 one of them, those two, that um, she, built a, she built a house for the prophet. So the prophet asked her that, um, 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 I said, ah, what can we do for this man? This man has done so much. So his servant now said, ah, she doesn't have a child. Say, 
say, call her. So she came. He said, by this season of this time next, and this, by this time this season, you have a child. You know what the woman said to him? She said, eh, 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 eh. I beg you. I, I, I'm using my own word. I beg you in the name of God. Don't, don't, don't lie to me. I love the way uh, uh, T.D.J. says it. He said, look, now that I've laid that part of my life to stay, please don't bring it up again. Don't bring it up again. I've, 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 I've come to terms with it. Amen. You know, there are situations that we can almost come to terms with. Just, mm, that's how it has always been. Ah, yeah. Glory to God. See, we need to come to a place where we, 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 we ask God and God helping us by His Spirit to change our picture. Because if you don't change those pictures, then you will not see when the harvest comes. And see, it's not a matter of just seeing when the harvest comes. The harvest is always around us. The harvest is always around us. But you see, the moment God can cause you to shift your focus. And see, that's what the prophet said, part of what the prophet said this year. One thing that the devil will try to attack is your focus on God's word. Because he knows that if you can focus on it, if you can see it, if it can become real to you from God's word, then you have it. So all he will do is throw things in your way so that you, are, you, you, you lose focus, your attention is divided, your, your attention is totally taken away. So all of a sudden you can't, you, 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 you just, you're just, you, you know, uh, um, I can't remember what somebody calls it. He says, you, you, you just find yourself in a rat race. I you know what the, the, the rat race is. There's this wheel that they put, you can put a rat on it, and the rat is running, running very fast, but it's just spinning. And the rat is just on one spot. But the rat can see himself running, 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 nothing is happening. You just find yourself going around in circles, just going around in circles. Amen. Sometimes we need to come to a place where we say, Lord, help me to change my pictures. Because, why is he use the word, Lord, help me change my pictures? Sometimes you're just, you're just, You've just become so consumed and so complacent about it that sometimes I just take the Holy Spirit to just open your eyes and say, Oh, wow. No, this is not good. Lord, help me change this picture. Help me change this picture. Amen. But see, you must change your picture to receive your harvest, to be able to gather your harvest. That's what we're talking about. You must change your pictures. You must change what you see. You must change how you see. You must change how you perceive things. Amen. Hallelujah. I think I can move on. Number two, it says, "Be qualified to receive your harvest." Be qualified to receive your harvest. Amen. Now this sounds funny. So okay, be qualified to receive your harvest. What do you mean? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, we say things okay that in Christ Jesus we are qualified. Very true. Very correct. In Christ Jesus we are qualified. God has qualified us in Christ Jesus. He has made us righteous, so we qualify for the harvest. But you see. There's a part in every in every every um, every situation of life, or, or in our life as in our Christian life. Let me put it that way. In our Christian life, there are always two paths. There are always two paths. There is a God path. There is a man path. God's path. God has placed His path. Amen. God's path is is sure. God's path is done. So you see, if in every situation of life, when you find yourself as if you're not receiving, or it's not, it's not happening as God has said, all the time, a hundred and ten percent of the time, when you check, the fault is not from God's side, it's from our side. Amen. So we need to make corrections to uh, 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 um, qualify or bring ourselves in line for the harvest. Let's look at some scriptures. Galatians 6 9. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let's not grow weary in doing good. See, there's something that, for instance, you, 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 um, let me give you an example. And of course, the easiest example I always give is you are in line for health. You are believing God for your health. You are believing God for... And you have your scriptures. You are confessing the scriptures. You are speaking the scriptures. You are declaring the scriptures. Now, you have declared the scripture for one week. Nothing happened. You have declared it for two weeks. Nothing happened. 
Amen. It says, let us not grow weary in doing good. That's the good you, you do. I think, I think it was Pastor one time, I didn't pray at, I think it was Pastor Pastor also, that told us that, uh, um, one of the, when Jesus talked about, talk about doing good, the good that he talks about is believing in the finished works of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So, for us believers, doing good for us is believing in the finished works of Jesus. Now, let's bring that here. Let us not grow, let us not grow weary in believing in the finished works of Jesus. For in due season, there's always a due season. Do you know, this season also is Kairos. It's Kairos. That was Kairos. The opportune time. For in, when the opportune time, so let me say, in due season, when the opportune time comes, we will reap. If we do not lose heart. Amen. So can you see that? The, your reaping is straw banker. Amen. Reaping is straw banker. But see, is that you stay doing good until the due season comes. Do we get what I'm saying? Until the due season comes, you keep you keep doing the right thing that you know to do. You keep doing it. Oh, I've done it for I've done it for I've done it for one week. Not yet. keep doing it. I've done it for two months. Keep doing it. I've done it for three years. Keep doing it. In due season, when it says due season, that means that the season will come. It's not that um, it may happen, it may not happen. Due season will come. That means that this season, no, is 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 to come. Let me let me let me give a very simple example that I will say. When you say a woman is pregnant, then they ask her, "Ah, what's your due date?" Uh, the question. What's your due date? What does that mean? That's when she's expected to give birth. Abby, due date. Medical people say it's plus or minus two weeks or something. Due date. It, it may not be the date that the medical people said. It may not be on that day. Say your due date is fourteenth of. Um, um, January, 14, come, it passed, 15, 16, so, but around that period, it's going to happen. Why? In due season, in, so, for a woman who is, who is expecting a baby, once it's around that period, she's expectant, she's, she's, she's prepared. Amen. You know, I remember when we were, we were going to have Daphne. The due due date was end of end of May. So early when when we entered May, one of those days we were just talking. I said, ah, let's start preparing the baby's things, pack the things, wash the you know. So we just even said that, and I think the two days before she came, we had even brought out the clothes and said, okay, we wash these ones. You know, new baby clothes. We wash it, we wash them, arrange them. So, but it was not due season. Has passed. So we were not expecting. I mean, David and Peter were here watching all the drama that day. When we were going to the hospital, they would say, um, pack baby's clothes. He was with us. They take um, baby's bag. I said, we're not taking anything. We are going to the hospital. They will check her and we will come back home. Say, just pack something. I said, we are not packing anything. We are going to the hospital. They will check her. She will come back. Because it was not any time near the time. Amen. They go to the hospital, they check her, they say, baby is coming. Hallelujah. Point I'm making is due season. Due season. When due season comes, when that season comes, harvest will come. But see, you must stay consistent. You must stay, you must stay doing this. You must not grow tired doing what you are doing. And that's not God's path. That's not God's path. The only best that God will do is strengthen you so that you can be, you can stay strong. Amen. But it's your path. Not to grow weary in believing, believing in the finished works of Jesus. Because this season is coming. This season is coming. Hallelujah. So, 
Let's look at another scripture, a scripture that's very interesting scripture I found. Um, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. He says, and if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You know, even me, I've, I've explained like that, that willing, um, Jesus Christ is our willingness and our obedience. And, and it's okay that Jesus Christ is our willingness and our obedience. But see, when I was, when I was, when Holy Spirit brought to me, I started checking and looking at, I saw one, one translation, for, I started that word, if you are willing, I saw one translation, that's um, in easy English. Easy English. Do we have easy English here? Okay, I'll read it here. It says, agree with me and obey me. If you do these things, you will eat the best food in the country. Agree with me and obey me. So when he says, if you are willing and obedient, he's saying that, agree, if you agree with me. So I say, I'm ble- I say you are blessed. You agree with me, yes, I am blessed. Amen? Now, when you agree, it makes you obedient. It puts you in line of obedience. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, it says, agree with me. What? See. What has God told us? God says, for instance, God said that it's a season of gathering for us. Do you agree? You have to agree that it's a season of gathering. That's, that's what it is. Willingness. Because when you agree, then you become willing. If I say, um, um, David, follow me to um, Sambisa Forest. <laughs> David, follow me to Sambisa Forest. Amen. You know, if when you agree with me, that you become willing to follow me there. Amen. Especially when the fact that I can't drag you there. Because you have to agree to be willing. Your agreement is your willingness. So it says, agree with me, then you obey me. Then, you will eat the good of the land. So, prophecy has gone ahead of us this year. And prophecy says that it's a season of gathering. We are plugged into a season of gathering. See, you have to come to a place where you agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a season of gathering. I'm not agreeing because of the things I see. I agree because God said it. That's the reason why I agree. I just agree with God. Okay, that's what God said. Lord, I agree with you. Now, when I agree, instructions will come. And that's one thing, the second part of it that I, that I want to see. Instructions will come. God will give you instructions. In the New Testament, God will give us instructions. Look, if you read the Old Testament, it was God was always saying that if you, if you keep my commandments, I'll obey all these words that I've spoken to you. So, it was, you, you know, all those commandments, the, the commandments I think, God was directly speaking to them. In the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit speaking to us. You have the Holy Spirit directing us. You have the Holy Spirit instructing us. When we are obedient to those instructions, it's our obedience to those instructions that brings us into our Kairos moment. Amen. And you know, like I always say, those, a lot of those instructions are not, are not forceful. They are not forceful. I just feel... Just feel that I should go and see, you know, just go and see that person. Just, just trust my mind to go and see that person. And I just, okay, let me go and just go and see him. I just go and see him. Ah, you know, I was just thinking about you yesterday. Hey, hey, this, 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 prophet. Amen. But it's in our obedience. It's as we obey those instructions, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It's as we obey those promptings of the Holy Spirit. Then we eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, what a lot of Christians, a lot of us need to realize as Christians is that God loves us unconditionally. God loves us unconditionally. And that's the honest truth. God loves us unconditionally. But His promises are not unconditional. His promises are not unconditional. Go to scriptures, whether Old Testament or New Testament, God will say, look, do this, and I will do this. Even if I was in the New Testament, say, God doesn't give us any condition. God doesn't give us... You say it's not a condition, but it's not a condition. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. 
How do you get saved? Believing in the Lord Jesus. Amen. That's why you know the funny people that say that uh, uh, um, what, what, there's something they say about you can get born again without confessing. You can just you just that's a funny funny doctrine that was going on around one time. Uh, that God is not God is not holding sin, so God is not counting. So you whether you confess Jesus Christ as Lord or not, you are you are, you are saved. The fallacy from the pit of hell. From the very pit of hell. That's the part you play. You believe. Amen. And then you receive. Even our faith work is that you release your faith. You, you, you release your faith and then things happen for you. Glory to God. God's promises are not, are not, they are not just, they just happen to you like that. Amen. God's promises happen to you because you obey. You believe. Believing is obedience. Hallelujah. Now all these things what I'm talking about is that we do them, it qualifies us for a harvest. Glory to God. See, if God, no matter how much harvest God has put around you, if you do not believe it, if you do not agree that, you, that, that, that the harvest has come, or that there is harvest for you, if you do not agree with it, if you do not, and then you do not obey the promptings of the Spirit of God, there is nothing that can... God will not force it on you. God cannot force harvest on you. Amen. His part is to do it. Glory to God. Your part is to take it. Amen. Hallelujah. So, said here that allow the Holy Spirit to point out areas of your life where, and that's another thing, allow the Holy Spirit to point out areas of your life where you need to come into line, where you need to make corrections, where you need to, to adjust. You know, you, the, 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 our life as believers is a very interesting life. You know, because sometimes there are, like I put it, subtle instructions that come to us. But you see, it takes, it takes, that's why the Bible talks about, it talks about strong meat belong to those who by, and I, I think that's in Hebrew, talks about strong meat belong to them who by reason of use, now listen how he says it, reason of use, have their senses exercised to design between good and evil. That means that there's a place where you are applying yourself to it by reason of use. So it comes to you, phew. I love the way Reverend describes um, the, the, the prompting of the Spirit sometimes. It is like the hand of a pendulum clock. That, you know, your, 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 your heart is the middle, the middle point. So the pendulum, you know pendulum, it swings, shoo, it swings, passes through your heart. Do this thing. Boom. It goes. Mm. It comes again. Do it. It goes. Do it. But you know, pendulum, as it goes, it will start becoming shorter. Shorter. Shorter until the time he rests, just rest. This is things we do. Just, just, just in my heart to do it. But because you know, it didn't come with the voice. It didn't come with earthquake. And I, I, I think that's God. Was, God was teaching with the story of. I'm always mixing them. I said Elijah and Elijah. Those two. One of those two. You know when the, I think it was Elijah. The Bible says that you know he he, he I think it was when he was running away from Jezebel. He said he was in the cave, and then the thing came fire, but God was not in it. Wind, God was not in it. Earthquake, but God was not in it. Then still small voice, and that's where we get that that time um, still small voice uh, believers. The still voice, and just God was in the still small voice. The point I'm making: a lot of times we are looking, we we, we expect that when God. When God comes and speaks to you, the earth will shake, everything will vibrate. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Amen. I speak to I speak to Daphne. I don't it's not every time when I speak to her that everything vibrates in the house. If that's how it is, she begins to know some things. If that's how it is, she will run away from me. She will go and be telling her that is scary. Very scary. That is scary. Amen. But just sometimes Sometimes, even when she's doing something wrong, say, don't do that. Stop. I'm telling you to stop now. Stop. Can you hear me? Stop. She's speaking it. Amen. Point I'm making, God will speak to you. Sometimes, God's speaking are so subtle. They're so, so, that 
We, we can easily miss it. But that scripture says that those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. He uses the word senses. Your five physical senses. You get your five physical senses exercised to hear God. So I can come to a place where I just, I can hear God. I can, I may not physically see him, but I can see him with the eyes of my, I can, I can perceive him with my, with, with my spiritual eyes. I can, I can smell him. I can, I can feel him. I've come to a place where I know, I know this feeling. I know this, this, let me use the word, I know this perception that this is God. But it comes from a place of constant use. I'm constantly, I'm constantly using him. Let me give another example. This, this, we'll, we'll stop this one. Let me give another example. You know, David was talking about when he killed the, the when, he, when he was to face Goliath. And the king said that, wear my armor. And David told the king, he said, look, <laughs> I don't know how to use this armor. I've not proven this armor. I don't know how it works. He said, what I'm used to. He says, the bear came. I killed it. The lion came. I killed it. And what I used was my sling. That's what I'm used to. This armor that you're talking about, I'm not used to it. But see, how this thing works, I know how it works. I know how the anointing comes upon me when I'm with this thing. And I know how to wield this thing well. Amen. Simple. Same thing is saying. I mean, by reason of use. You know, a lot of times we want to hear God, we want to know God, a lot of us want to know God, we want to perceive God, we want to be able to hear God all the time. God is always speaking. It's you that has not learned to understand how God speaks. So we must come to a place where we understand how God speaks. And God, the way God speaks to us is different. Amen. How many of us here do, do does, did God speak to <laughs> How many of us here does God speak to? Amen. How many of us know when God is speaking to us? Glory to God. Now, do you know if I call everyone and ask you, it will be different. It's not the same way. Amen. You must know how God speaks to you. You must know how God deals with you. So that when God is dealing with you, you know this is God. Amen. Hallelujah. These are the things we do to qualify ourselves for our harvest. So, it puts us in line. First of all, we are in agreement with whatever God is saying, whatever God has said, and then we know how to hear God. So, when we, know, when we hear God, we are prompt to obey. You see, that's another part of it. And that's from, the, from, the, from that exercise of, of, of using. We come to a place where we become prompt to obey. A lot of times God speaks to us, we are not, it's interesting, we're talking about Kairos moment, opportune time. Like I said, Reverend was defining Kairos, he said it comes, like, about, said that it comes from the Greek, when the Greeks, um, the Greek archer man wants to shoot an arrow. He looks at his target, he pulls the arrow, and then he's waiting for the opportune time. He can, you know, he, for the professionals, they've gone so used that, and sometimes, sometimes I would say it's juju, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, this thing, whatever you like to call it, is that they have developed, they've developed that senses that they, as they are holding the arrow, looking at the target, they are waiting for the opportune time. They can feel, they can feel the breeze, they can feel everything, they know when it's time, and they let go of the arrow. Anytime before that time, they will miss the target. Anytime after that time, they will miss the target. But that opportune time, they know how to, to pull and release to hit the bull's eye. Glory to God. So, you see, the same thing with us is that um, we must come to a place where our senses are tuned so that when the Spirit of God prompts us, because the... People me to use all these um, you know, movies. You know, the, 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 the spirit gate has been opened. The Kairos moment has opened up to us. And spirit prompts you. I mean, let me give, like I said, sorry, I'm using, um, thing, but you, it's a painted picture. The, 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 the door has opened and the spirit is prompting you. Jump into it now. You know, if you, if you 
don't jump into it now. I, those dogs, I've seen movies. I, I can't, there's one movie I watched recently. Not too recent. No, not Target. One of them, sir. The, 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 the gatekeeper, the keeper of the gate, you know, he can open, does the thing, he opens, and, no, it's a um, tour. That's long ago. Tour. Sir? Okay, fine. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a movie person. So, you know, he, he, he can open the, the, the portal. Thank you, sir, that's the word. He can open the portal. Now, when, once the portal opens, the portal doesn't remain open forever. The portal opens and closes. So, at the opportune time when the portal opens, you jump into it. Now, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, now, what I'm saying is that the Spirit will prompt you at the right time. So, the Spirit can prompt you and say, go to so-so-and-so now. And then, uh, one hour later, I just say, okay, let me go. The portal has opened. The portal has closed. But you see, God is a merciful God for us as believers because God keeps opening it for us over and over and over again. But you see, He says He belongs to those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to determine between good and evil. We come to a place where we know God's promptings, we yield immediately to God's promptings. A lot of times, thank God, God is, like I say again, God is very, very merciful God that we don't think that, I mean, it's not, it doesn't always, be, it's not always a matter of life and death. But you see, it's by reason of use. So that it is a matter of life and death. God can speak to us, God can prompt us, and we will obey. Uh, there's a story I have had, I don't know, I don't know if, it's, if it's true, but, I, but I've had that story several years. One, I don't know if it's a minister or so, describe how he, he was, um, he was, he was delivered in a bomb blast. He got, he was one hotel, one bomb blast, one of these um, terrorist attack. Okay, just a priest member. Okay, he told how he was in his room, and then he wanted to. I think he wanted to go out. He said to wait. Then he waited. Then he said, go now. So as he got out and got to the corridor, as he got, the moment he got behind a pillar, the blast occurred. The pillar took all the weight of the, the, the force of the blast and he was saved. Amen. Imagine if he had gone out when he wanted to go out. Or he had gone out when after he just said, Let me go just sleep for one thirty minutes and then went out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. By reason of use. So you see, the one of the points I'm making for us and for, for qualifying for our harvest to be qualified, qualified for our is we need to come to a place where we train ourselves to hear and obey the promptings of the Spirit. And a lot of times, like I said, in the beginning, maybe small things, just small things, just small promptings of your heart, small promptings of your heart, small promptings of your heart. See, just follow it. Sometimes you don't have a prompt in your heart. Follow it. You, at the end of the day, nothing happens. You say, okay, okay, uh, maybe I missed it. But you're training yourself. You're training yourself. If you come to a place where, I see God sees you, God knows, God sees your heart, God sees the genuineness of your heart. If you come to a point where you begin to get it right. Glory to God. We'll take communion soon. But I, I remember, Colemoya used to give this story of how he entered into the, uh, into the miraculous and supernatural. He said, sometimes he will pray at home. He will pray, I mean, he's going for a meeting. He's not the one preaching. He's not even ministering at the meeting. Hallelujah. He said he will pray. I mean, he will pray and then he will begin to get words of knowledge. Then he had a notebook. He will write down the words of knowledge. He will write down everything that God said. Words of prophecy that came. He will just write them there in the book. Then he will go for the meeting. And then he will sit down. I'll be watching the minister. So as the minister comes, there's somebody here. He will open his book. He will be taking it. He will be taking it. Amen. So today when you see Colombia, when he comes and he says there are 14 people here that say, ah, how did how, how, how this man they do? How did he think they are? No, 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 no. He's by reason of use. He has trained his, I think that's another thing that a lot of us miss as believers. That, look, some of these things of the Spirit, we can physically train ourselves into them. You know, a lot of times we just feel like as if, no, it's a spiritual training. So you just sit down, 
and then the Holy Spirit just come upon you, and then you just no. The Holy Spirit comes upon you, but it's not every time it comes upon you dramatically. Like I always say, I mean, it will be very, it will be very scary and all things for you. You're in board meeting, and then they're talking, and then all of a sudden, don't say the Lord. If we, if we invest in this thing, we put a million naira there, we will make profit. No, think of those of you, all of you working. How many of you think that in your office, when you do that in, in board meeting, that they will listen to you? <laughs> Amen. But it's just simple. As you're in the board meeting, everybody's talking, and they just say, look, I believe that if we put a million naira here, that it will be good for our company. Saying, why do you think so? And then the wisdom comes upon you, just describe it. And then, you know, it's more than your words that you have spoken, that the anointing is upon you. All of a sudden, everybody just looks Like I said, the guy, they make sense. Let's put a million naira there and see. Then they put a million naira there. Then he makes profit. Tomorrow, when they're having board meeting, and they want to say, say, ah, uh, okay, uh, we're having a board meeting at 10 o'clock. They say, ah, uh, is Mr. Emmanuel around? They say, no, he's, he's, he's out. He'll be back by 1 o'clock. Say, okay, we postpone the board meeting to 1.30. Because they want you to be there. But see, it has come from, from, I get up in the morning, I want to go out. Somebody, somebody just says that, um, go and, go and um, lock that, go and check that back door. You go there and discover that the back door is open. You lock it. I want to, I'm going to say, don't pass through this road. Go through this road. You pass through that road. So when you're coming back from work, you heard that something happened there. You just missed it. You're developing your senses. You're developing your senses. You come to a place where it becomes, it becomes, let me use the words of parade them and all of them. It becomes a faculty with you. Hallelujah. We can train ourselves. We can develop ourselves. We come to a place where we are willing and we are obedient and we eat the fruit of the land in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's break bread. Let's see one more. I thought I would finish everything today, but we're doing well. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.